Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussion of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. And historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is John Keeley. And my name is Rick Sweet. This is a podcast segment of the show that is not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for this 395th show is Sharon Andreessen, volunteer coordinator of the Forest Grove School Number no. 5 Rehabilitation Project, who will be talking with us about the Forest Grove School Number no. 5. Our history buff is Ed Broders. Ed, uh, once again, you get to start us off this time. Thanks, Rick. Um, Sharon, we, we discussed a little bit earlier in the show about the original building materials, um, and uh, I think it's really interesting that that original siding, which is approaching 150 years old, that much of that was still intact. Um, first of all, what kind of wood was that? And, of course, it would be old growth, whatever it is. But then can you tell us what the original roof was? And I, I'm also curious as to um, how much or if you were able to salvage the original flooring. Sure. Most of the, most of the wood in the whole school is cedar. Um, the, cider, the siding was cedar. The shingles on the roof were cedar. And, uh, of course, we, you know, went to the expense and expertise of finding somebody, you know, who knew how to put a cedar uh, shingled roof back on that. Um, let's see. And then uh, the second question, I'm sorry. Oh, um, uh, uh, the floor. How much of that were you able to salvage? Right. Very little of the floor. There were actually four layers of flooring in there when we came in. Each one, uh, each one installed the opposite of the first. And so we took that all the way down to the first layer of flooring. Most of what was there was rotted. Um, and we were able to salvage enough to completely uh, cover the riser that was up in the front under the chalkboards. Our architect had asked us to, you know, to put it in a prominent place, whatever we had left. And he kind of wanted it in the entryway, but... There was enough that we could do this entire riser, and we wanted it in a spot where people wouldn't do a lot of walking uh, because it really is in pretty rough shape. <laughs> and how far did you, ha how far did oh, you have to go to find an architect that had the skills to guide you through this? Well, not that far. One of the first phone calls we made when we started was to the State Preservation Office in Des Moines, and they actually uh, gave us on loan for 24 hours an architect, a preservation architect from Cedar Rapids. His name is Doug Steinmetz. Uh, you know, I consider him a dear friend. And uh, he came down and did kind of like a feasibility study. It was called a TAN report. And he came down before we ever started to basically uh, say to the state, is it, is it worth them even trying this? And uh, he has a great story that he told at our ribbon cutting. He said, you know, I went down under that building with you as it teetered above us. And he said, you know, I looked around and I thought, how am I ever going to tell these people that they, this is not doable? 
And he said, then you went back upstairs, you know, went back up to the top and, and stood and talked with the family a little bit. And he goes, by golly, if I didn't come out of that basement and say, oh, sure, it can be done. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Indeed. Hey, Sharon, Sharon says, Ed was asking about roof and floors. You mentioned in the broadcast portion of the show that uh, the bones, and I assume it's the stud boards, the, the stringers and all that, uh, were salvageable. What kind of shape did uh, Doug and you find uh, uh, the bones of the building? Well, I think that's what saved us because it was all in very good condition in spite of the fact that there was pretty much no roof left. Um, but, yeah, the studs were in good condition. Um, the floor joists, you know, they needed a little bit of repair. And, you know, we married some new floor joists to some of the old. Um, the building had gone under a renovation again in 1949 where they put this basement under it, and there was a stairway built right off of the entry. We went back in. We repaired all those floor joists and closed that, closed that back up because we needed to take that design back to the 1920s. So, you know, really... I think, like I said, I think that's what saved us was that the bones of the building were good. Um, it had a really unusual thing in a one-room schoolhouse. It had a coved ceiling. So as the wall comes up, then it curves uh, and goes up to a flat ceiling. And that was kind of an unusual feature uh, and one that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we saved. And a lot of those pieces, that the, the pieces that created that cove structure were in very good shape okay to ask a question sharon have you ever been and i think ed correct me if i'm wrong to the maysville fire department building i'm familiar with the building but i've never been in it because when you go in it they actually have and I, the reason it caught my eyes because i said uh, one room school houses or homes are close to my heart. They have an actual map on the wall of all the old one-room schoolhouses in all Scott County. Oh, nice. It, yeah. Do you remember that, Ed? I mean, I went there for a wedding, and it's kind of off to the side. And it's very, very, very impressive. And I haven't seen it in years. But it was very well kept. And because uh, the, the Maysville has, it's also their community center, so it serves both purposes. So they have weddings out there and or reunions. And it was just, I remember looking at it, that it had all the schoolhouses. And, of course, ours was Bluegrass Number 8. And sure enough, there it was. So, I mean, um, along that line, if you ever get a chance or if you call them up, they possibly still have it. I haven't seen it in five years. But it was really a great artifact to show you of the one-room schools in, uh, I think it was Scott County. Yeah, and if you go to just about any um, public library of any in a city of any size, most of them are probably going to have a an old county atlas range. I know in Muscatine County they range from 1870, 1883, 1920s, probably the 40s, and I can remember as a kid posing for a picture with the rest of the family. Uh, I think in 1965 or 67 in Muscatine County, and all of those um, have the locations of the schoolhouses at that time. 
Sharon, uh, can you tell us uh, how long did it take you and your team uh, to spend the $250,000 from start to go to finish this project? Well, we started uh, with the raising of the building in the fall of 2012, maybe summer of 2012. And then uh, we really just kind of put our stamp on and said, we're done. Uh, That was in September of 19. I have to think about this past year being a dead year with COVID. Um, Yeah, Yeah, we all do. We Uh, share that with you. Yeah, yeah. September of 2019 is when we did our ribbon cutting, but we've still gone in and you know, done a few tweaks uh, inside since then. We've also, um, we dug up the rep- the old sidewalk and we were able to keep one section of the old sidewalk and put that up near the steps. And then we've had identical sidewalk poured all the way out to where it would have ended. We've put in an old hand pump that's almost identical to the ones in the old photos. Uh, so we've done a few things like that, but the building itself, we pretty much had done in the fall of 2019. Are you uh, are you happy with your work? Oh, yeah. Uh, very proud of it. Very proud okay. of it. My brother was here on the weekend, uh, this past weekend, and they'd not seen it even since the bell tower was on it. And that was really a joy for me to be able to share that with a family member. Uh, we don't have family that lives here, so we have to wait until they they want to make a trip here. And yeah, it was, I, I am. I'm very proud of it, and certainly proud of the. You know, we had a really wonderful craftsman, uh, Benny Taylor, who did all of our carpentry work for us. I mean, that man was amazing. He's worked on old Gold Coast homes in Davenport. Really, just knew everything that we needed to know about about working on a historic property. Excellent. We would like to thank our noted guests for the 395th show, Sharon Andresen, volunteer coordinator of the Forest Grove School Number 5 Rehabilitation Project, who talked to us about Forest Grove School Number 5 and other one-room schoolhouses throughout the county. The history buff for today's show was Ed Broders. Um, if you would like to listen to ROIs, it's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA, HD2, 88.5 FM, and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show. It's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALA in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search and click on the first icon and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Podcast, and Google Podcast. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.